Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're looking right now in our study at the book of Galatians. It's an absolutely just thrilling letter to read. It's wonderful from, it's thrilling from a theological standpoint and wonderful from that standpoint because it reminds us with just incredible clarity what the gospel is and, and why it matters that we get the gospel right. As we go through this, we, we see that it matters because if we mess up the gospel, then, then we're left trying to justify ourselves by the law, but the law offers no opportunity for such justification. It wasn't given for that reason. And so we're left cut off from Christ, Paul says. And But as we look through this, though we find these incredible you know, just just soaring theological arguments that, that are bringing together Old Testament theology and New Testament theology and relating covenants together from the Old Testament and giving us these incredible statements of how these pieces of Scripture fit together. This isn't just a theological treatise. It's, it's filled with with Paul's human experience, we saw this earlier when we looked at the reality of his conversion and, and the fact that he had these interactions with people, but that wasn't the basis of what he did, that he had these hard interactions even with Peter, reminding him that if, if you go this route, Peter, you're condemning yourself. So it's not just this grand theological treatise, it's a very human document as well. And in fact, in the section that we're going to look at today, Galatians chapter 4, verses 12 through 20, we see Paul move from this theological argumentation that he's been making through chapter 3, and he's now kind of transitioned into an emotional appeal to the Galatians based on his ongoing and, and former relationship with them. So let me pray for us, and then I'll read Galatians chapter 4, verses 12 through 20. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the reminder in sections like we're going to look at today that you used men led by the Spirit with all their faculties, yes, led by the Spirit and to, to you know, write inspired words to us, but still you used them. That there is this remaining kind of organic reality to what they wrote. Father, we pray that you would give us wisdom by your Spirit to understand this section of Scripture. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 4, beginning in verse 12, Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first, and though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of the blessing you felt? For I testify to you that, if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Well, 
as we read this scripture, on the one hand, it's very easy to comprehend what Paul is doing and what he's saying here. He's making this very emotional appeal to the Galatians to continue to trust what he is saying to them, reminding them of how it is that he came to them and, and how they had responded to him at first and all of these different things, you know, kind of begging them to, to assess and to look and see what has changed in our relationship here. But on the other hand, this is a very difficult text to understand exactly what is going on because it seems that, that Paul is simply dealing with some understood interaction between himself and the Galatians, some interactions that apparently happened before the Judaizers came, and some, some commentators apposite that happened after the Judaizers came, but he doesn't give us any of the details of those interactions. What we can see from this section is that Paul is, in fact, invested emotionally and relationally in the Galatians and in their growth and maturation as Christians. This is no kind of mere intellectual exercise for Paul. This is, this is no just kind of theoretical issue for him. It, it, it's no... Simply, you know, it's not simply a theological kind of academic discussion that he's wanting to have with them. He's invested in them. And, and of course, we know that this is Paul's normal way of going about ministry. He, he writes to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4, For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and the Holy Spirit with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us in the Lord, for you received the, the word in much affliction. He, he goes on and, and talks about this and, and goes on to remind them that he, he loves the people that he's ministering to, that there's relational involvement. He goes on and chapter 2, and he says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. We, we see the same kind of thing happening in Galatians chapter 4, that it's clear that the Galatians had become dear to Paul, and his understanding is that he had become dear to them. And this is what he appeals to now in his argument. Become as I am, for I also became as you are. In other words, I was under the law, and you weren't, but I became as you are because of Christ. And so now he's appealing to them, become like me again. He reminds them, you did me no wrong, and, and it was because of a bodily ailment. We don't have all the details of, of what's going on here, but, but in some sickness, Paul preached the gospel to them, and they received him even though it was a trial to them. Just like it was a trial to the Thessalonians when Paul was there. There was something going on with Paul, and there's all kinds of wild speculation as to what the ailment was, but he required care from them. And even though that was the case, he spoke the truth to them, and, and, and they received it and rejoiced and so ministered to Paul. But now he's wondering, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? See, that, that's how the, the Judaizers were presenting Paul as, as an enemy of the Word of God. 
not as one who is rightly preaching the word of God, not as one who is rightly announcing the gospel, but as one who is an enemy. And so, so Paul's saying, am I now the one who you cared so tenderly for and the one who cared so tenderly for you? Am I now your enemy because I gave you the true gospel? And then he gets into to the emotional aspects of what these Judaizers are doing with the Galatians. They make much of you, he says, but for no good purpose. Their goal isn't actually, he's reminding them, to build you up. It's to build themselves up. They want you to make much of them. They want you to be impressed with them. He, he recognizes it's good to be made much of for a good purpose. It, it's fine that it feels good when people make much of us, but we, we've got to check their motives. The Judaizers are, are trying to gain their own clout here, but both in, in gaining followers and in undoing Paul's ministry. But Paul's reminding them, this, this is not how I am with you. And he uses this metaphor of, of childbirth and, and kind of parental involvement, where parents are, are involved, at least in healthy situations. They're, they're trying to make much of their kids for their sake. Not for the parents' sake. Those of you who have kids, you know, you, you don't make much of your kids, at least if you're approaching parenthood in a healthy way. You don't make much of your kids in order that you might gain glory, but that they might grow up into healthy adulthood. Paul's saying that's his desire with them. And that he's in the anguish of childbirth until Christ would be formed in them. See, his goal isn't that somehow he would be glorified and magnified because of his ministry to them, but that they would be established in Christ. And he's saying, this is the difference in how I'm approaching my ministry to you and how these Judaizers are approaching their ministry to you. And, and so Paul is making these very emotional appeals, trying to get the, the Galatians to, to really think about what's going on here and who is doing what and why. And then he ends with this last emotional appeal before returning back to these Old Testament ideas that we'll look at tomorrow. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone for I am perplexed about you. Paul Paul's saying, I'm undone here. I don't get it. I don't understand what is happening. There was a closeness. There was an intimacy that, that he talks about as, as, as a parent-child intimacy that, that I needed y'all, y'all needed me, and, and we were working together and caring for each other, and now you just walk away from that. And Paul's perplexed. It's interesting to see this side of Paul that we often think of as just this kind of a theologian who's all about the truth and laying out the truth out but laying the truth out but but in reality here we see that he is very human very relational and appeals to that reminding the galatians we once were united at a deep level because of what christ had done in both of us remember that Come back to that, not for my sake, but that you might grow up in Christ. It's a refreshing, again, very human presentation of his ministry to the Galatians. It's a reminder 
for us as we deal with people, that this isn't just a calculating theological discussion, but it's a very human, very relational discussion. One in which our desire is not that we be made much of, but that we see people grow up in Jesus Christ. Might we learn to encourage one another in that way together. Amen. Thank you.